one of millions of people throughout the world who are affected by addiction. It's a disease that touches individuals and everybody in their lives. Welcome to Shattering the Stigma with Mama Dukes and Son Frankie. This is a whole person and whole family issue and needs to be tackled together in order to successfully beat this. Now, here's Mama Dukes and Frankie. Hey there, everybody. Happy New Year. Lisa, Mama Dukes from Fuck Heroin Foundation. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Frankie. Welcome to Shattering the Stigma and uh, Happy New Year. So, don't know how uh, all of you survived the holidays, but I know I gained a few pounds. Yeah, me too, for sure. (laughs) Um, I think I'm still somewhat in a food coma. Um, Yeah, but uh, really excited about today. Got some uh, really cool stuff going on. Yeah, we have uh, Antonio Lopez. uh, He goes by the name Tilo. Amazing performer that does a lot of music. for recovery, although he's not in recovery, he's lost a lot of friends to it, so he does a lot of reaching out. And then Alexis Johnson, who has got a uh, pretty incredible story herself, and she is a uh, model that's been on many and still continues to be on many magazines. So um, we're pretty excited to have them today, to have them share their story. You know, you can always find us on Facebook, on Fuck Heroin Foundation. Uh, we try to keep a little bit of everything up there, things that have to do with recovery, things that have to do for a loved one that's just looking for advice or someone to lean on or kick some ideas off of, whatever it is. Advice on how to detox at home if you're not able to get into a facility, um, all kinds of stuff on there. But, yeah, find us. uh, You can always reach us at 419-971-KICK as well as a private message right there on the page to us. And, uh, you know, we'll do whatever we can to help you or your loved ones. So um, with that being said, um, how's your voice doing there? Well, I finally got my voice back. Yeah, guys, I uh, actually lost my voice over the holiday. It was a nice couple days, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Maybe for you. (laughs) And then uh, I got my voice back and threw my back out. So it's been barrels of fun. But uh, I'm grateful to be here and grateful to be sober today. And, um, you know, it was, uh, I think we had a really good holiday season, um, you know, a really good holiday this time around. Um, you know, our family was uh, real close together. And um, Was it an emotional holiday the first year that, you know, we've left, lost my dad and Frankie's papa. So um, it was a, a lot of tears, but a lot of laughing. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a good time and, you know, significance of family sticking together. And so family support definitely was uh, prevalent. So uh, one thing that I want to hit on is um, on Facebook, on Fuck Heroin Foundation, at night, starting at midnight, Steve, who's been on the show a couple different times, who works with us, uh, does a After Dark segment that's live. Um, if you're just looking for support, somebody to talk with, to laugh, to um, he, he's does a lot of different things on there so uh please do check that out it's almost like a late night meeting if you didn't make a meeting there's like a, a lot of discussion going on and uh a lot of a lot of regular people going on there so i know he's doing something good every night i even jump on there myself from time to time and that's usually when i should be in bed but um yeah check it out uh starts from uh 12 to usually two o'clock 
Yeah. 12 well, to 2, 12 he, to 3. Until he can't go anymore. Yeah, until he gets tired of talking. I know he went four hours the other night, but uh, a lot of good insight on there. So uh, check that out tonight on Puck Heroin, Found- Puck Heroin Foundation. Um, Have a good night. Another thing, we've got a uh, tour coming up that uh, we're really excited about with recovering artists worldwide, Mike Gambo from Hood Hippies and a famous musician that we can't announce at this time. But um, we do have a GoFundMe page up. And that just helps us get out there as well as uh, we're going to be looking for vendors in all of those towns. So, um, you know, check it out if you've got something, uh, clothing, anything for inspiration, art. Local artists, vape vape suppliers, um, you know, um, check out our page or Recovering Artists Worldwide page um, and look at the GoFundMe and all the tour dates are actually listed right there. So if we're going to be in your area and you want to... come out and uh, help raise awareness as well as get your brand out there, uh, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you guys come vent. 419-971-KICK. And I know uh, we, we should be having uh, Antonio Lopez, Tilo, uh, calling in. Um, he's a good friend of ours, actually, from our, right, right there from our hometown, uh, actually outside of it, over the bridge in Sandusky. Um, someone that every time we do an event, I see him there. Yeah. Um, you know, and for him not to be in recovery, but to be young and be so passionate about, uh, shattering the stigma and being a voice for addicts and, uh, raising awareness is, it's really cool to see, man. Cause he's like all over the state, always, um, just always down for the cause. Um, so I'm, I'm really he looking came forward. out uh, on the 18th at the event that we did and and i'm telling you people just loved him and you can bring tears to your eyes if you pay attention and listen to those words so um also anybody that uh has some ideas of things that they think they'd like to talk about or would love to hear about please share that with us also mm-hmm. <laughs> so all right. So, All right, so um, we're going to put Tilo through right now, who is Antonio Lopez. Yep, Tilo. Hey. hey. What's up, man? Hey. Hey, what's going on? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? You freezing up there? Good. Oh, no, we're doing all right. We're yeah, all right. I heard the weather was supposed to be nice yet today and then go down from there. Well, you know, nice is relevant because uh, I'll take this little, what is it, 20 degrees over zero degrees, so that's okay. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take you know this, uh, I'll take this 85 degrees in Florida. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, see, the last time I saw you, Frankie, you were, you were so happy to be shoveling snow. You I was, man. <laughs> I was, man. I ain't seen snow in a long time. That bro. lasted one day. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but glad to be back in Florida. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself and, and tell people why you do what you do, a little bit about what you do. All right. Well, uh, my real name is Antonio Lopez, and I go by Chilo. I'm a rapper from uh, north, northeast Ohio, uh, northern Ohio, Sandusky area. And uh, almost a year ago, like in two weeks, it'll be about a year ago, um, I wrote an open letter to my city called Dear Sandusky, and uh, it just covered the heroin epidemic and everything that was going on. Now, just for full disclosure, I had no idea um, at the time 
that Fuck Heroin Foundation existed. I didn't know any of these groups existed and were working for recovery. So in my mind, I was the only one who was saying anything about this. And <laughs> it, like, it's just weird. It's weird the world that I kind of took myself into without even knowing it existed. And now all of a sudden I've met, I've met some of the greatest people in my life and I see that there's so much of a motivation to get this thing just resolved once and for all to shatter the stigma. And that's just kind of where I'm coming from because I don't think in my life, in my entire life, I've never viewed addiction as anything less than a disease. Like, I've always understood that some people are going to smoke weed and also go on to other things. Some people are not going to. It's mm. it's a difference in people, not the drugs. So that's kind of just where I'm coming from. And uh, I think it's pretty cool that I eventually got to meet you guys and the Fuck Heroin Foundation is out there doing some incredible things and it's just been so fun to meet you and also Richie Weber with Fight for Recovery and, and Michael Pack also. So it's been great. Yeah, there's some good people out there. I remember uh, your your uh, song that you were just talking about, the rap that you did, you had put up on Facebook and, you know, Frankie and I spoke on it and was like, wow, this guy's fucking cool. This is great. You know, we're going to have to reach out to him. And it was pretty cool how, you know, we all, God has a way of putting all the people that belong together somehow meeting up eventually. You know what I mean? And kind of oh, like absolutely. you, we, we never spoke on what we were going to do. We just started doing it and where it carried us, it, it carried us, you know, and especially since you're not in recovery, you know, you, you get things kind of from the point of view that I do sometimes not being an addict it's it's hard to understand but yet if you're around it enough and you see what it's doing to families and loved ones and friends you know you you gain a different understanding than the person on the outside that thinks it's not going to happen to me or I don't know anybody that's like that because everyone knows somebody they may not know that they know they're addicted but everyone in this world knows people that are you know, are fighting this disease every day. Absolutely. And uh, I think today more than ever, that's, I would, I'd be willing to bet every dollar in my pocket that everybody does know somebody with an addiction in the United States of America. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, I, I read something the other day. I want to say it was like one in three Ohioans are addicted to some type of pain, pain medication or opiate. Oh, yeah. Like one in three, that's that's just crazy, man. And still people want to act like it doesn't exist, it's man. It's not in that area. It's not going to come to our town. That's what everyone you, seems to want to well, think. One thing I see a lot, though, man, um, especially, you know, right, like in Sandusky, man, is uh, the recovery community developing there uh, at a pretty rapid pace, man. I know you do a lot there um, at the Artesian Center, right? Uh-huh. What, what what all do you do there? Well, um, you know, I I help them out whenever I can. Like uh, in September, they had two events, two very large events. One of them was um, they were pre premiering a movie called Generation Found. Have you guys watched that movie before? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Okay, so Generation Found is this incredible documentary. Um, I believe it's in Houston, Texas, and they actually built an entire high school for recovery, for students that are in recovery, because uh, I know our parents in, in the United States don't want to admit this, but, I mean, there's kids in middle school taking pills right now, okay? I mean, 
it's, it's very real. And we do need more recovery high schools. We need places where students can go to feel safe that are in recovery. So in September, they premiered that movie with the idea of let's get the ball rolling here in Ohio. Let's get one in our area. And the outcome is it looks like we're going to get one in Columbus. Cleveland's interested in one. And in, well, just outside of Kentucky, you guys know, um, like the Margareta Township, Townsend yeah. School. Yeah. Yeah. So a recovery yeah. high school, man. That's that's amazing. That's huge. Uh, we're, we're about to go to break right now, but we're going to come back with Antonio Lopez. Uh, a.k.a. Tilo, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about these uh, recovery high schools and the concept behind them. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's Busy, Stressed, and Food-Obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Shattering the Stigma. This is Frankie and Mama Dukes. Hey, guys. Welcome back. And, uh... We got Antonio Lopez on the line from Sandusky, Ohio. T-Lo. T-Lo. And uh, we also have uh, young Alexis Johnson, uh, cover girl in recovery, joining us today. Uh, she just <laughs> jumped on. Say hi, Alexis. Hi. <laughs> so um, before we went to break, uh, we were talking to T-Lo about, uh, about these recovery high schools that are opening up and uh, how we're going to start getting them in Ohio. Um, can you can you elaborate on that a little bit more for us, man? Oh yeah, certainly. So, um, so the, just to go back real quick, this Nusky Artisans wanted to premiere this movie, Generation Found, with the idea that we could get some recovery high schools in our area. Um, and the concept is amazing because 
um, if you've never dealt with addiction personally, then, you, well, especially in high school, then you may not realize that high school is some of the easiest places to get drugs in America. Like, everybody you know, it's, it's like going to the supermarket. You know, there's, there's kids in high school who do sell drugs. So we need a separate facility for, you know, children in recovery just to help them transition back into school and get themselves on the right track again. Um, so we're finally uh, Townsend, through the Sandusky Artisans, they made it possible. We're getting our own recovery high school, and we're going to hopefully be able to get kids in there from the surrounding districts and give them a, a real shot at, a better life, you know, whatever they came from, whatever they already battled with, we're going to hopefully be able to provide them with the tools they need to move forward in life. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool, man, because, you know, a lot of a lot of times, man, especially for us, you know, because we, we help a lot of people find treatment options and find places to go, man, and um, a lot of times we'll get somebody that's at, around that adolescent age, and... Um, You'd be surprised how many people don't really focus on recovery for uh, people in that in that age group, man, um, or how hard it is even to find treatment for people in that age range sometimes. So that's a really cool concept, man. Now, is that something where, like, they would go all the way from 9 to 12 and actually graduate from there, or would they, like, kind of go into a regular high school from there? How does that work? Uh, the, the goal would be for them to graduate from there um, because – we always t- um, say, you know, once you're in recovery, like, you know, like once you get out of treatment, you got to change your people, places, and where you go, right? Like, uh, so we can't send them back to the same high schools and expect them to be able to stay away from the same crowds that drew them in in the first place. So the idea is, hey, we're going to just create our own high school, and you can graduate from here. It's going to be fully accredited through the state of Ohio, and then uh, we're going to get you set up with the college, and hopefully... Hopefully, 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 you know, through what you guys do with the Fuck Heroin Foundation and through whatever I can hopefully do, we can create the uh, peer counseling in colleges to reaffirm the idea of sober meetings and sober hangouts because we all know college is another monster entirely, right? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's a blessing right there. Um, Alexis, have you ever heard anything about a recovery high schools or anything like that? I have not. This is the first time I've ever heard anything like it, and I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, sounds pretty uh, pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually excited to see uh, how it turns out. Lord knows Ohio definitely needs it. Yeah, so, Alexis, yeah. why don't you um, share, you know, first of all, who you are and a little bit about your background and, and where recovery has taken you. Okay, Um well, I'm 34. I'm from a really small town in Northeast PA. My parents were a little bit older when I was born. My mom was 42. My dad was 50. And I'm the youngest of 10 brothers and sisters. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was not planned whatsoever. <laughs> so growing up, I was your model child. I never got in trouble. I never even got in detention in high school, Catholic school girl. Graduated third in my high school class, had full scholarships to every college, uh, virgin all through high school, never drank, never did a drug, and I ended up going to Penn State and joined a sorority. Within three days of going to Penn State, the first drug I tried was ecstasy. Next drug I tried was cocaine. I had my first DUI three months later, and it was just downhill. I, uh, I became that type of addict alcoholic where... 
I didn't know when to say no, and one was literally never enough. By the time I was 27, I had three DUIs. I have been in and out of jail ooh, for the past eight years. I have been in trouble with the law since the year 2000. Um, personally, I have overdosed seven times. I have flatlined on three separate occasions and had to be brought back with Narcan. I have lost eight of my best friends in the world to heroin overdoses and suicides due to painkillers. Um, I, I do what I do because of the journey I've been through. Um, I had a very serious heroin and crack addiction where I was actually shooting 50 bags of heroin a day. And I was able to put together three, three years of sobriety until I had to have an emergency hysterectomy and my world literally fell apart. Um, mm. I, I kind of went on a downhill slope. And I gave everything I had away. I had the tools of the program, and I chose not to use it. And I played that, you know, whole entire victim role and, you know, couldn't have kids. And even though I didn't want kids, there was this whole... It's different being told that you cannot have yes, children yeah. versus you don't want them, <laughs> if that makes sense. And and my world literally came crashing down. And for nine months, I went on a really hard run. And, you know, the cops were finding me passed out in my car. And on Easter Sunday, they found me... Um, on the bathroom floor in a hotel room, unresponsive. And, you know, I've been homeless. I've been living in hotels. I've been kicked out of my parents' house. And uh, I just finished the year-long program at the Salvation Army. Next Friday, I'll have 18 months over again. That's and, amazing. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. It feels good. And, you know, I, I do what I do because people look at me and they're like, there's no way you've been through the hell that you've been through. And this past July 3rd, I do a lot of addiction awareness stuff because I personally believe like you guys, that silence kills and people don't want to talk about it. And finally now, you know, voices are starting to be heard when unfortunately this should have been done years ago, but nobody wanted to talk about it because God forbid you were a heroin addict, you were a junkie, mm. you were looked down upon. You know, mm -hmm. you, were, you were a scumbag, and, and people were afraid to ask for help. So on July 3rd of this year, I did a huge photo shoot to raise awareness about addiction where I redid the recreation of, of an overdose death scene, and it was very hard for me to do that. Um, it was an, it was incredible, though, and, and so real. You know what I mean? And I know that it helped a lot of people. Thank you. Um, that is actually what hooked me up with you guys. Um, that photo shoot reached as far as California and, and people and treatment facilities and, and addicts actually reached out to me and said, you know, that photo shoot is what inspired me to go get help. And my friend Ava linked that up with your page, the Fuck Heroin page. I didn't know anything about it. And I started talking to James Matthews, who then got me hooked up with you and, and Frankie. <laughs> and that's how this all started with you guys. <laughs> so it's amazing how one event gets the We're ball such rolling. instigators. <laughs> <laughs> Tilo, I wish you could see how beautiful she is, and and Aww. you know I know I know so many people have to look at you and think you're so beautiful. You must have everything you want. How could you have even got to where you were? And that just shows how people don't understand that it can happen to anybody. Right. 
Right. In 2008, I was in a really bad car accident, and then two weeks after that, my sister passed away from cancer, and the doctors prescribed Percocet and Xanax. And after that, you know, any addict who starts on that road of progression, it just wasn't doing it. And then, you know, the drugs get stronger, and then, you know, you eventually run out of money, and and that the whole story that many of us have, you know, we're not unique. And it, and it led me, you know, to shooting heroin and just doing a lot of things that I wish I could take back and I can't. So today you try and lead by example. And I love what your foundation is doing. And I love the fact that you named it Fuck Heroin because <laughs> it's not easy, doesn't work. You know, I love that. You know, the bad word in the whole thing is heroin, the way we look at it. I mean, fucking never killed nobody. Well, it may have, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, you know, one thing thing I really really admire and respect about you, Alexis, is, um, you know, I'm sure, especially, you know, being a model and everything, that, um, you know, recovery or addiction is kind of like hush-hush and, uh, you know... um, a lot of girls that might be in the program probably choose to stay anonymous about it. Um, you know, um, my program tells me that no matter how far down the scale we've gone, we can see our, how, how our experience can benefit others. And um, I really expect, you know, respect the fact that um, even though, you know, you are, you are in the, you know, modeling industry and everything, that you're not quiet about your, uh, you're not quiet about your recovery and uh, you're willing to talk about it. You're not anonymous. And, uh, you know, uh, to me, that shows a lot of young girls out there that might be caught up in whatever that, Absolutely. that there's hope, hope. You know what I mean? Thank you. Certified yeah, hope I'm dealer. Glad you, I'm glad you touched on that because I, I get it. I get flack a little bit from both sides. Like a lot of old timers that, that'll be in the rooms are like, you know, it's an anonymous program. You really shouldn't be putting it out there. And, and then a lot of people in the modeling industry say, well, you know, you really shouldn't say that you're a recovering, you know, heroin addict because that could, could kill your jobs. And I tell them to pound sand because I don't think that's why my God spared me. Um, I, I think my experience, strength, and hope and what I've been through, it, it, if it could save one person, one life, or stop somebody just from picking up a drink or a drug for one day, then it's worth it. You know, and I will gladly turn away any type of modeling jobs to, to share this and, and do what it is that you do because this is what saves lives. And at the end of the day, this is what's important. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll have T- uh, Tilo and Alexis with us and continue our talk. So stay with us, guys. Talk to you after break, guys. <laughs> making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. 
Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for being with us today. I'm here, Mama Dukes, with Fuck Heroin Foundation. What's up, guys? It's Frankie. Welcome back. And uh, we got Alexis and Tilo on the line. So um, one thing that I want to hit on, if there's anything ever that uh, you've heard on the shows that we've done that you want someone else to hear or share, you can always go on our Facebook and you can pull up all the old episodes. So... Um, you know, you may find some things that are helpful in that, and uh, we're always available by private message as well as 419-971-KICK, Fuck Heroin Foundation on Facebook. Go on, like us, share us, let us know if there's things you'd like to talk about, and um, we're going to pick up a little bit uh, with Antonio Tilo on um a post that you had up, I would say, maybe two weeks to ten days ago. Um, he always, in his concerts that he's doing, gives a shout-out to us. And I'm going to let you kind of share what uh, what you overheard and what happened. All right. So uh, it was the uh, the day before Christmas Eve. Uh, I had a show at Charlie's Bar in Norwalk. So... Uh, and for the past few shows, what I've always made a point to do is uh, before I go into my song, which I call my heroin dish song, um, I just give a shout-out to you guys, and then I try to get the whole crowd to shout-out, fuck heroin. And then after they do that, I tell them, because I have them all put their middle finger in the air, then I tell them to change it to a peace sign because it takes peace and love and understanding and compassion to overcome this. So that's kind of my message inside the show, inside the music. I just take a pause to do that real quick. So my uncle was at the show. The first time he's ever come out to watch me, and uh, he was videoing me kind of from the back. And when I was having everybody say, fuck heroin, there was two guys that were saying, you know, fuck heroin, how about fuck you? And then they, they just kept saying that, and I couldn't hear them from where I was at, or else we would have addressed it there. Um, I'm certainly not afraid to do that. 
But uh, I guess they, they made some mention just in some way that made my uncle believe that they possibly sell heroin. So it was like, okay, it was, I'm, I'm glad I didn't know at that night. Because <laughs> We're glad you didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not afraid, and I don't mean to sound over dramatic, but, you know, Mama Duke, Strikey, I'll tell you this. But I'll die You'd have been off that stage. I'm sorry, what? No, go ahead. I was gonna say I just think it's interesting that even though um kinda of where we're at, kinda of just knowing that how many people are dying on a daily basis, there's still people that can especially in public, right? Just say fuck right. you to somebody that's saying fuck Ellen. Exactly. And then I, I you know, you put a post up about what had happened and you know, we all saw that response like people can't believe I, I just can't believe someone would be that bold, first of all, like they're lucky somebody didn't beat their ass there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of let down a little bit, but it's all right. But um, th- you know, that leads to to some of the things that go on, and and they're lucky Tiny wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Tiny and Richie. I said, man, if Tiny and Richie were there, it would have been whatever you want to do, guy. Whatever. We'd be we'd be probably paying bonds to get them out of jail somewhere right now. <laughs> hey, finally a good reason to pay bonds, eh? <laughs> but um, you know, when you hear stuff like that, you know, um, how does that make you feel? Both oh, of you. It makes me feel like uh, I'm I'm being um, I'm doing the right thing. It makes me absolutely feel like I'm striking a chord with the people I want to strike a chord with. You know. Uh, we're going to keep you on the job because you're going to have to deal with us, right? Because now right. we're an army, you know. I mean, you guys, just on your page alone, you guys have an army of individuals that are more than willing to stand up and say, fuck hell and fuck anybody who wants to sell this shit. How do you feel, Alexis, when uh, you feel like you're being stigmatized or judged or, you know, have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you clearly know that, that that's the problem? I, uh, that's so funny you asked that. It, it, it still happens. And I actually just went through this a couple of weeks ago where I was talking to my mom and I said, you know, it, there's days that I wish somebody would just look at me like a 34 year old woman just trying to live a regular life. You know, a, a traumatic event will happen, and the first thing people want to say is, oh, my God, are you going to go get high? Or is she going to go shove a needle in her arm? Or are you going to be okay? And they want to treat me like this porcelain doll. And it gets frustrating sometimes. But then, you know, I have to sit down and think about it and, you know, past actions and whatnot. Well, nine out of ten times, yeah, I did use and I did get high, and all those situations have led me to where I'm at or I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So at the end of the day, I I am an addict first and foremost, but the strength that I have found in recovery and that willingness to do whatever I have to do to stay sober and giving it away by helping others has also given me a foundation of what I have built to stay sober today. So when people say something to me at this point, I let it roll off my back. Yeah, I still get called junkie, you you know, by people and, you know, scumbag and you're never going to change and once an addict, always an addict. And, you know, that that 
fear of, of she's going to fall on her face again. And, you know, I just keep living right day by day. I try and do my best day by day. I know as long as I don't pick up or use, I have a shot of living a really good life. Um, and people are going to doubt. They're going to let their, you know, their uneducation, their, their mis not being informed and uneducated, let their opinions, you know, form what they think reality is. And it's sad to say, but sometimes people don't want to learn because they don't want to admit that they're wrong. And if anybody gets to know a heroin addict, we're good people that suffer from a really bad disease. We're not bad people. You know, we're probably the most loyal, loving people in the world that will give you the shirt off our backs. And it sucks that we have to be stigmatized. But after a while, you learn to just let it roll off your shoulders. And you know what? Then you can turn around and say, fuck you. I know who I am today. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I think that's how it is for me, too, is like, you know, I use I use that type of shit for more fuel to my fire. You know, when people still try to stigmatize me for my past or whatever it is, that just that's just more firewood for me. You know what I mean? Um, so, um, Tila, what do you, like, how do you feel when you hear people say something like, you know, um, that well, Narcan, of- Narcan should be banned, or I don't understand why all these organizations are trying to help these junkies. They made that decision. They should die. Well, my, my first, uh, initial response to that is where, where do we draw the line on that? You know, okay. If you say you don't want to use Narcan, you don't want to bring uh, addicts back that have that have overdosed, and now we're in the hospital room with procedures. I mean, there's people who've made choices and have gotten diseases from the choices, like eating, diabetes, uh, heart disease. Where, where do we draw the line? I mean, exactly. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, kind of goes uh, back to one of those. Uh, don't don't judge me because I sin differently than you do. You know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, people bring up so many times. Well, they they chose to do that. It just also kind of shows the ignorance because a lot of people and and a, a huge amount start innocently with a prescribed prescription that was prescribed to them. Right. And you know so. That's where a lot of the addiction comes from. And then, you know, Big Pharma, you've got Big Pharma that pushing things. You know, we had a, a good friend of mine's uh, nephew got hurt playing soccer. And it was nothing serious, but he had to go to get clearance in order to go back to practice, you know, and say that he was medically fine. And his grandma and my friend, his aunt, were sitting at the uh, emergency room with him. And the doctor said, on a scale of one to ten, what's your, what would you say your pain level is? And ten being the highest, and he said probably a one or two. And they wrote him out a prescription for Percocet, oh. all wow. kinds of things, you know. And then, you know, his grandma tore him up right in front of them. And then another good friend of mine, her daughter, just got her tonsils out, and they gave her liquid Vicodin to fill as a prescription. And even the pharmacist was like, you know, she's 10 years old. If you're going to use this, don't use as much as it's saying on on there because these pain medications say take as needed for pain. Everyone's pain level is different. 
You know, some people can't deal with a hangnail. I get fillings with no Novocaine. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are different. And somebody that's going to take four or five pills compared to somebody that takes one t- during that time, you get a total different outcome. Well, that's why I give a shout out to Macklemore with his new song, uh, Drug Dealer, you know, talking yep. about Big Pharma, man. Because, you know, it's true, you know, um, they say that, you know, the, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't create cures, they create customers, you know. And um, if you look at the statistics, I mean, 85% of the, of the opiate pain pills prescribed in the whole world are prescribed right here in the good old U.S. of A. You know what I mean? Um, you go to other countries, it's not, you know, it's, you, go to the, you go to the emergency room, they're going to treat you for what you're going in there for, not what can they write you a script for, you know what I mean, to get you out of there. Like, they're actually going to treat your condition here. It's like a pill fix they, everything. They treat the symptoms instead of what is really going on. It's, it's crazy. Right. Mm. So do either one of you have friends that are still actively using that you worry about? Um, I, I still, I relocated to Harrisburg. Once I finished the Salvation Army program, I, I didn't move back home, which is about two hours away. And unfortunately with that program, a lot of people, and even when I went there myself, I was, you know, court ordered. I went from jail. Most of the people are court ordered there and not everyone's ready to change. So it's a six and a half month program, uh, work therapy program. So a lot of people go in without the willingness to be sober. They're there just for the, the courts. They'll get, you know, a good portion of the way through, and they go back out. Or they'll complete, and they use the next day. And, um, you know, it's hard not to develop some kind of a relationship with somebody after spending day in, day out with them for six and a half months. You know, and I still take meetings out occasionally and whatnot. And uh, it, it's heartbreaking, but... This time around, I literally dropped everybody from my past. You know, you I almost have to with yeah. anybody from back home. I changed my whole geographication. I, um, I mean, it was time. I, the three flat lines, I mean, the only other place I'm going is six feet under. You know, I had to be willing to change every aspect of my life. Well, you know, the program say jails, institutions, and death, and with all the extra supplements and all the you know, uh, research chemicals being put in dope mm-hmm. today, man. I really, I, I'm beginning to believe that the jails and institutions are uh, a stroke of luck, if if you if you want to say, because um, it's pretty much you know everyone's just dying now. But hey, um, yeah. we're getting ready to go to break. Uh, we'll be back, and um, we'll we'll have uh, Antonio and Alexis on the line when we get back from break. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time 
Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin to better understand the why on how you feel and find the right therapies, treatments, and programs to bring healing to the mind, body, and spirit. You can live a better life at any age. It's not just a temporary fix. Rather, it's a permanent, healthy lifestyle. Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin is broadcast live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey guys, welcome back to Shattering the Stigma. It's Frankie and Mama Dukes. Hey guys. And we got Alexis and Tilo still on the line. And uh, before we continue where we left off, um, you know, I just want to say real quick, uh, uh, there's a lot of people out there um, when I was actively using, I'm sure uh, Alexis, maybe you can attest to this too, that, um, you know, when I was out there actively using, I didn't have health insurance and um, I felt like it was almost impossible to find help. Um, But at at the end of the day, there was a lot of places that would help me. But I wasn't willing to go to any lengths to get that help. Uh, perhaps it was a faith-based program or a state-ran program that wouldn't detox me with Suboxone. But I just do want to say, um, if you're out there and you're struggling right now and you feel like you're hopeless and there's no options for you or you feel like, you know, yeah, I have insurance, but it doesn't cover treatment, um, we have options for just about everybody out there. Um, it might not be the plush uh, treatment that you want, but if you really want to get sober, we do have options in, out, in, out of network, Medicare, Medicaid, even no insurance with some faith-based programs. So if you're out there struggling, man, and uh, you know, say that maybe you want to kick tomorrow, like the Jane's Addiction song says, um, you know, um, tomorrow might not come. So pick up your phone tonight and call Fuck Heroin Foundation, 419 419- 971 kick that's 5425 kick let us let us find you guys some help man because you guys deserve it so when we were on break we were talking a little bit and alexis uh asked a really good question of tilo so why don't you go ahead and ask that question yeah i was saying you know since i've gotten sober and and started living life um, I've, I've met a lot of people who are not in addiction and don't understand it, and a lot of people who have never picked up a drink or a drug. And even my father, who's an alcoholic, um, thinks it's all about willpower, and he's 84. He's not going to change, God bless him. But And then I see somebody like you, Tilo, who has actively, you know, is going through all these measures to help people, even though you've never been an addict yourself. 
And I guess I, I, I don't know the answer. Like, how do you explain to somebody that sometimes it really isn't a choice? Like, for somebody who's never used, I've tried to explain to myself so many times that, you know, I, I can't really tell you what's going to happen tomorrow, but today I know I'm going to stay sober. But it really, at some point, stops being a choice. Like, you really don't wake up one day and say, hey, I want to wake up and be a 30-year-old junkie and die someday. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, what's your well, view on that? Think, what's your uh, view on that? I think what we got to look at is uh, just kind of the psychology of it. You know, um, when you, let's say we took 10 people, we took 10 people, same gender, same height, same weight, put them in a room. And we broke all their right arms. And we gave them all prescriptions. There's going to be, you know, if, we, if we're saying one in three, then, then three of those people are going to become addicted to the pills. And the pills aren't any different. The injury isn't any different. So what's different? It's got to be the people, right? It's got to be something going on chemically with the people or past traumas. And, and we really got to redefine what trauma is. Because trauma can happen at a young age whether we realize it or not, whether we're privy to it or not. And one thing Joey Sapina laid on me, I never realized is poverty counts as trauma and mm -hmm. growing up in that environment. And I, that opened my eyes to a whole other plethora of problems that um, children are facing. So, and then I think the schools fail us in a lot of ways. They should be teaching us how to cope with everyday traumas. And I don't think they do that, but that's a whole other topic for another time. I just think, um, I just think it, it really is about the psychology and the makeup of a person. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean the person can't handle as much as another. It's just we're all different. You know, you give us all the same. You treat us all the same. We're not all going to continue to be the same, if that makes sense. Right. That, that, makes, that makes great sense to me. I mean, um, like I remember back when I was in school, you know, I had a, I had a couple of friends, um, uh, a guy named Dave, for example. You know, we used to do – we used to do coke together every weekend, and um, you know, like Friday would come, we'd go out, we'd get our, you know, we'd get our little eight ball, go half or whatever. The next weekend would come, and he would still have like a gram left, you know. And like two hours <laughs> later, after we got it, I'd be trying to hit his stash up, and right. um, you know, next weekend he'd be like, "Hey, I still got this left," you know. And you know, in my mind, I'm like, "Who the fuck does that?" You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, it's true. I mean, there's people that can recreationally drink or use drugs and then there's people like me that you know i put something in my body next thing you know i'm breaking out in handcuffs never enough is never enough for some people you know before yeah. we close i want to definitely make sure that both of you get to give out some information so uh tilo for people to listen to your music how can they do that and where can they get it um you can find my music on most major uh uh, retailers like iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify. Um, if you'd like to visit my website, tlomusic.com, and uh, Facebook is facebook.com backslash tlotv, and I spell TV as T-E-E-V-E-E, -E -E, just because I got to be different, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> go ahead and find me, and, uh, and you can always message me. I'm more than willing to talk with anybody about any topic, um, so, yeah, feel free. And we're always sharing his stuff on our Facebook, too, so you can find him on there if you need to find the link. Um, Alexis, and thank you guys you're so much for that. Sorry. 
you uh, you were on some magazines recently. Well, you've been in the past as well, but you're on a couple right now. So where can can they find those? Sure. Um, I have them posted all over my Facebook, which is Alexis Johnson, and then the one magazine is on Mag. Actually, both of them are on MagCloud, and that's M A G C L O U D. The cover magazine is called Models Mania, and that's one word. And then the other one right now that's out is City to Country, LLC, and that's uh, a huge feature inside there that has my story about addiction. Uh, also, I, I give out my email address to anybody that's looking for help for treatment options, and it's my name, Alexis Johnson, 1717 at gmail.com. I do a lot of work with the Salvation Army here. I have a lot of ties in Pennsylvania Northeast for rehab options as well if anybody needs help. And, um, you know, anybody's looking for, for a way out, I can at least point you to the right people. Maybe us. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but, um, but, look, we want to thank you guys so, so, so much for being on today and hopefully – You'll uh, come back and be a guest again for us. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I thank you so much. It was an honor being on your show. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, before we wrap it up, I just uh, I just do want to point out again that if you go on our Facebook page, fuckheroinfoundation.com, we have a GoFundMe for our tour with Recovering Artists Worldwide, plus a uh, very big hip-hop artist whose name I just can't quite say yet. <laughs> But um, the tour is in motion. The dates are on there. We're looking for vendors. And if you can make a $5 donation, um, we're trying to raise a $15,000 goal to go out and uh, raise awareness. You know, um, you know when I see, when I see uh, GoFundMes for funeral funds and stuff like that, it fills up very quick. Well, we're trying to do this to stop funerals. So if you guys could go on there and, you know, just donate five bucks, whatever, Whatever you can give, guys, uh, and if anything else, just share. Uh, we appreciate you. That's on Fuck Heroin Foundation's Facebook page. And, uh, again, we love you guys. If nobody told you that today, we, we love, love you. We love you. Fuck heroin. See you guys next week. Thank you for being part of the show today. Be sure to listen next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Shattering the Stigma on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You're not in this fight alone. We're here to help.